East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future-proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff, programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College. Business Bites. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the East Durham College Business Bites podcast. My name is Sarah Jolly and I'm the Business Development Manager here at East Durham College. And today I'm joined by Emma from our apprenticeship team, who's here to give you great insights into our portfolio of apprenticeships and also how to tap into our expertise and experience and guide you through everything that's apprenticeship led. So Emma, would you like to give us a bit of an introduction to your lovely self? Let us know a little bit about you and how long you've worked here at East Durham College. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Um, so my name's Emma Norbury. I am the business development advisor here um, for the apprenticeships team at East Durham College, and I've been here for eight years. So my role is essentially to meet with employers, find out their training needs and help fulfill those needs and support them with the apprenticeship route. Amazing. So with regards to that, obviously, you have been here for eight years. Mm-hmm. You are massively experienced. <laughs> you have a wonderful amount of knowledge. Um, what kind of changes have you seen across the apprenticeship-led um, portfolio in that time? Oh, there's been massive changes. I mean, as apprenticeships as a whole, there's been huge changes over the last sort of five or six years. Um, previously, apprenticeships were obviously all set in the workplace they would go to work they would do their training with the college assessor produce a portfolio of evidence to prove that they were competent in their job role and then they would pass so now it's not just a case of you know building evidence and popping that in a portfolio now they have to prove their competency at the end by doing whether that's like a workplace assessment whether it's a professional discussion and whether it is submitting a presentation it could be any of those things and it proves basically that they are qualified and competent at a certain level to do that job role perfect within the college over that time we've also had huge changes in the way that we deliver apprenticeships as well um we are very employer focused we make sure that whatever we're doing suits a business um, and that they are getting a candidate that is perfect for them, suits them, that they can mould to be their perfect employee. Perfect. So you talked a little bit about there, about suiting a business. Mm -hmm. When you first reach out to an employer, what is that process like? So it can vary because it depends on the industry. Um, Primarily, I sort of work within, well, I do a few different industries. I do engineering and manufacturing, um, but I also work a lot with schools and nurseries to do teaching assistance in early years as well. So depending on obviously the environment that you're reaching out to, it can look quite different. What I would always try and do is go out and meet with an employer, find out a little bit about their business and what that looks like, um, and then look at a training plan that suits them. So what areas of the business do they need support with? What areas could they potentially benefit from apprentices for? Um, Is there any existing members of staff that need upskilling and that can do with the extra training? Um, And then we put together a plan and look at how we're going to be able to support that employer moving forward. Sometimes look at succession planning as well, because 
it's all very well that they might have all the existing staff that they need at the minute, but in three years' time, when five of your staff retire, what are you going to do then? So we need to start looking at that now so that your existing staff who've got all those skills are able to train the new apprentices coming through. And by the time they retire or move on, you've got an, another skilled workforce. So we know from an apprenticeship point of view, obviously for businesses especially, this can be quite um, a challenging landscape to navigate, shall we say. What advice and, and how do we work with employers um, initially to guide them through that landscape and that process, Emma? My advice would be speak to us. Um, Don't try and sort of navigate it yourself. That is what we are here for. We are here to support employers through that process. So we will um, work with them from initial concept where they think, oh, I could maybe benefit for some um, apprenticeship training here. We will work with them right through that process. That goes through recruitment, that goes through um, interviews and then getting the apprenticeship service count set up, doing the advert online, Everything we will help with. Um, So I would say, don't worry about it. We will support you. And that is what we're here for. Perfect. What advice would you give businesses um, at the moment who might not have made the leap to, I suppose, investigating how an apprentice would work for them? Again, it would be one of those situations where I would say, come and have a chat with us or we'll come out and meet with you. We'll find a little bit about your business. We'll look at what your um, your current workforce looks like because it might be that you've got some staff that are looking to retire in a few years' time. It might be that you've got some skills gaps. And what we will do is just basically put together like a training needs analysis and work with you to find out how we are going to improve your business and how we are going to um, place the right members of staff that suit your brand, what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve and that fit in with your team as well because that can be really important to make sure that you've got the right person. An apprentice really can be a crucial part of a business. Um, They can come in and start from the bottom and hit the ground running and you can train and mould that person to be exactly what you want them to be. And don't forget, you can use apprenticeship training to upskill existing members of your workforce. If you've got a member of staff that is progressing into a new role or that has maybe been in the role for a few months and would like that technical knowledge behind it, use apprenticeship training. That is what it's there for. doesn't mean that you have to lower their salary to apprenticeship wage. They don't have to be aged 16 to 24. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, Anybody of any age can do an apprenticeship and if they're already employed by you and you're already paying them a salary, you can continue to do so. It just means that they'll be doing a qualification alongside it. I think that's a really, really fantastic way of describing how apprenticeships have changed quite dramatically actually over the last few years. And I think businesses now um, have got a real opportunity to help future-proof their workforce, haven't they, Emma, would you say? Absolutely. They need to look at where they want their business to be over the next four to five years and how an apprentice can help them get there, essentially. Um, You know, bringing in that trainee who may have a little bit of knowledge but may have nothing. They may be fresh from school and coming into a business and how are you going to support that person but also how is that person going to support your business? Mm -hmm. How will they get you to those goals within five years' time? And a lot of the time an apprentice can play an essential part in that. Mm -hmm. So as a a new employer who might not have worked with East Durham College before, um, what does that process actually look like for them when they reach out to you? What actually happens? And want to walk me through how that that kind of plays out for an employer point of view? Yeah, absolutely. So initially what we would do is go in and meet with the business. um, And that, you know, when I'm saying business, it can literally be anything because we work with any company from sort of a massive engineering firm, schools, 
nurseries and right down to sort of like a little one-man band who needs a bit of support and an extra pair of hands we will come out and sit with you and look at what you need and what your requirements are where you want that person to be what you want the role to look like and then we will put together a job description that then is advertised on the national apprenticeship service it's advertised on our website it's advertised on our social media and we bring in applicants to us firstly before they come out to you. We do that because it takes away the hassle of employers having to sit and filter application forms, sit and do shortlisting processes. Um, and then we bring them in and we do a short interview with the, with the candidates to find out a little bit about what you've done previously, what you want to do, what your career goals are, what you do in your spare time to find out a little bit about them as a person and make sure that they're the right fit for the business. Um, and then we do maths and English assessments with them as well, just to make sure that they meet the benchmark for an apprenticeship and that nothing is going to be sort of unattainable, unattainable for them or out of their reach. Um, and then after that, we send their CVs over to the employer. The employer can then do their own little shortlisting process, decide who they want to interview. We'll set up the interviews for them. We will set up any sort of recruitment days that they want to do. If they want to do um, trial days or little tester sessions, we can do all of that with them as well. And it really takes a hassle out of the employer having to do all of that initial upfronting, if you will. We do it all for you. And I guess if you've got a smaller business, so and I know you touched on, obviously apprenticeships can be for businesses of any size, which I think is a really important point to stress. Um, but actually, if you're a smaller business and, you know, time isn't necessarily your friend this actual part of the recruitment side of things that we do very slightly differently here at the Eastern College is absolutely invaluable to a business then because ultimately if you're the person who is literally running your day-to-day business you just don't have time for that and do you find that that happens a lot? Absolutely and I think you're right in what you said there for a smaller business they just don't have the time or the capacity really to do these sort of tasks so that's why we do it for them and it just it saves them a load of stress and a bit of a headache to be honest Mm. we can take all of that away and make the process as easy as possible for them so that by the time they come to interview they've got a batch of really good candidates that have been pre-interviewed and screened and we know that they're serious about the position they haven't just sort of applied for the sake of applying they are there because they are genuinely interested in that position and that's the goal that we want to get to with every employer really we don't want people sort of wasting employers times so that's why we do it all up front and I guess I think you know one thing to note there really is um, if you are also a larger business it, it doesn't matter what size business it is this service from East Durham College runs this way whether you've got one employee or a thousand employees it's the same yep. so regardless of that if you are time poor as a business um, I think this service is is like I say really crucial now Obviously, in your eight years, you will have seen a myriad of apprentices coming through your doors, Emma. Um, I'm sure you've got some particular people who you would class as being success stories. Do you want to talk us through a couple of those? Yeah, I mean, there's been so many, but off the top of my head, um, I've got a couple that I can talk about. We had a young lad who went to a manufacturing firm and he was an absolute gem. I've never met anybody quite like him and I've never seen anybody as nervous as him. He was like a deer in the headlights at his interview. He couldn't speak. Like he was stumbling, stuttering. He couldn't get his answers out. He I've got to be honest, he barely spoke in this interview. He sort of answered a couple of questions really loosely um, and the employer just decided to give him a chance. She saw something in him and said, you know, he might have been really nervous at the interview. However, 
there's potential there for him. Um, she gave him a chance. He absolutely smashed his apprenticeship out of the park. Um, and he is now a team leader in that business. So he's still working there. His confidence just went from zero to 100 throughout that apprenticeship. He couldn't speak in his interview. But then he learned his craft. He got to know everybody that he worked with, became friends with them, and his confidence just escalated. And then, obviously, he was offered a position to become a team leader, and now that's what he does. And he trains other people to do what he did when he first started. So it's an amazing success story. Like, whenever I think about him, it just makes me feel so proud. And it, it's a really nice side of the job mm-hmm. when you see somebody do so well. It's almost a circle of life, that, though, isn't it? Because, and again, I, I guess you would get this a lot with employers who you've got, I know you have, an enormous amount of, of repetition from employers who have had wonderful apprentices through the service that you offer them here at East Durham College. And I know they come back to you time and time again. But it's really interesting to hear when you've got success stories with apprentices then going out to search for apprentices. Yeah. It is. It just joins that circle up, which I think is a really fantastic, you know, testament that people have had a great experience of working with you and the team here at, at East Durham College. And, and do you get that feedback from both apprentices and from employers? Yeah, definitely. And I think the fact that we have so much repeat business um, is testament to that. I think a lot of employers use us, see the process works well, are happy with the service that they've received, and then they come back time and time again when they want to recruit more apprentices or do more sort of internal staff training. Um, I think that definitely speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And and just thinking of, of like, you know, the success, I mean, I know East Durham College are really, really good at highlighting some of the, the wonderful different apprenticeships that we have on offer because we have an absolute myriad of these. Talk us through some of your specialisms here at East Durham College, Emma. Yeah, so primarily my area is um, engineering and manufacturing, but I also work within um, loads of other sectors. So for myself, I deal with um, teaching assistants and early years for nurseries and schools, your sort of customer service and business administration, which can go into any business anywhere, essentially. Um, we also do um, bricklayers, carpenters and joiners, um, health and social care. So health and social care, I think that people generally think of care homes. And yes, there is that that route there but there is also a lot of um, charities that we work with who provide sort of support services for adults. If we were to give people I suppose a little checklist Emma if you are an employer who is at the moment thinking what on earth do I do to keep my business where it needs to to be and also then to ensure we've got some growth what would you say the top three things would be a business from a business point of view? What, what would you advise them to do with regards to what we have on offer here at East Durham College? Firstly, I would be saying look at where you want to be in a few years' time and how you're going to get there. It, are the members of staff that you've currently got supporting your workforce? Are they still going to be there? Because you never know what's going to happen. So, although employers sometimes might say, "Well, you know, we haven't got room for an apprentice now," or "We haven't got the time to train them." That's all very well, but what are you going to do if Bob leaves and then you're left with a gap? So I would always say that you see an apprentice maybe not as a direct member of your headcount at the moment because they are a trainee. Once they're fully qualified and competent, then yes, include them in your headcount. But at the moment, they're still learning. So I would say it's really important for them to come into the business before somebody leaves. So looking at that process whereby, you know, you're almost counteracting something before it happens um that would be the first thing that i would say i would also say you know looking at skills gaps as well it might be that you've already got a full workforce of people who are great but could they be better 
could they, you know, could you be retraining Bob to do something else as part of his role as well? Because, like I mentioned before, you can use the apprenticeship training for existing members of staff. So that's worth looking at as well. If you do think that you haven't got the capacity to be training someone new, then train somebody that you've already got. Reskill them um, and utilise that, that member of staff. And the third thing that I would say would be to just reach out to us. Like I said before, come and speak to us. We'll come in, we'll have a chat with you about your business and we'll look at where it is now and where you want it to go and we'll look at how we can support that. What would you say would be the most frequent question you get asked by employers? How much? (laughs) And that's in terms of how much time and how much money and overall investment. So, you know, there is definitely an investment of time when you take on an apprentice because you've got to train that person um, or people if you're taking on more than one, obviously. There is the investment of time in there, but what I would say is that will come back to you threefold. Like, once you've put the time into that person, that person will then put their time back into your business because you've got to remember that you're giving these people an opportunity to start out on a new career. Um, And I think that a lot of apprentices really appreciate that and really appreciate the fact that it's their first step onto that ladder. So once they are trained, they generally will invest their time back into that business. Mm. Um, In terms of financial contribution, um, obviously you've got to pay their wages. At the present time, apprenticeship minimum wage will be £5.28 an hour, which obviously isn't a great deal. Employers can either pay that or they can pay more if they want to. That is totally up to them and it's obviously different for each individual business that just depends on your own budget and how that works um in terms of contribution towards the cost of training again that varies from business to business sometimes depending on the size of your organization it's completely free and the government funds it all sometimes the government funds 95 percent of it and all that's required from the employer is a five percent contribution which is never a huge amount um Mm. depending again on apprenticeship to apprenticeship depends what the cost is because there's different elements of training there are different durations um, and there's different sort of skills training that goes into it so what we would say again on that front is come and speak to us and we can advise on your industry and on the kind of apprentice that you're after perfect from my point of view I think what we've realized from this conversation is there's a lot of expertise and experience here in actually reaching out in the first instance is the first steps onto your apprenticeship journey with East Durham College. Would you agree with that? I would, and we would definitely like to think so. I think myself and my colleague Haley, who are in the business development roles, we've both been here a long time, we've both been in the industry a long time. I'd like to think we know what we're talking about by now. Um, so it, it, it's good to be able to help people in that way. Yeah. Do you find that your job then, when you do kind of go full circle, I know we talked a little bit about the circle of life with apprentices then going on to help other apprentices. How rewarded do you feel when you see somebody go through their endpoint assessment EPAs? It's now often known now. It feels really good. Um, it makes you feel proud and it makes all of the effort worthwhile. It's, it's a really rewarding job. It can be. Um, definitely because like I said before you're giving somebody that opportunity to start out in a career that they really love or that they want to progress in Um, so it can be really rewarding we are um, a little bit sad in our team we have a group chat and when people um, get their endpoint assessment results if they've done really well or whatever people put it in the group chat and everybody celebrates it the whole team does that's a good thing about our department as well there's a real sort of team ethos we all work together we all help each other out and we're all proud of the learners that we've got Amazing. So thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. And for more information on our apprenticeships, whether that's the portfolio or reaching out to our wonderful staff, um, just literally give us an email. Um, so you can email apprenticeships at eastdurham.ac.uk. Thanks so much for listening. And if you'd like to get our next episode straight to your feed, please give us a follow.
East Durham College Business Bites. In business, for business.